back uh, to Good Job Adventures. So let's just jump right back into it again. So, <clears throat> as the battle rages in Prey's dimension, another battle, one of far grander size and scope, also is being fought. Across countless fronts, countless planes, countless domains, the gods, the devils, the eldritch monstrosities, all beings once held worthy of worship, clash against one another. Arcane might capable of eradicating worlds, divine strength and cunning beyond mortal comprehension, runic wards and artifacts imbued with the essence of dead gods, weapons forged in the fires of the first stars. It is a cataclysmic struggle. The nine hells overflowing with pit fiends and divas in an epic conflict, Asmodeus fights Helmen in a single combat in a plane of pure black fire. Bahamut and Tiamat flying over an ocean world, a stormy sky uh, smiting the towering waves. Their forms dwarf the clouds, and the flap of their wings shatters the oceans below them. Flames turn to darkness to a radiant light. The snapping of maws, the stabs of talons, the current of magic around each that smashes into each other like an iridescent light. Agma, in a large floating library in a jungle-filled plain, watches the various wars take place over hundreds of runic displays. Smiles, offering up advice to all on his side. Battle tactics, secret plans, ancient lore of these gods, weaknesses, and blind spots. A large fire burns in the middle of the room, burning with Andrew's performance reviews. He then feeds Redna advice too, back in Praise Dimension. The progress of the enemy forces has been a bit faster than expected, but with his constant surveillance, victory is inevitable. Suddenly, a chill runs down his spine, and the fire snuffs out. A darkness sweeps over the room, and in a panic, he flings open his door. Scrub lords, assemble! And as the lords flee to his side, they see the sky above him, a pale pink begin to change, infected with a starry, inky black sky as the depths of the dark space were crawling over his domain. All warmth has left this place. The trees below have lost their color, their leaves, and seem to be snap-freezing in real time. Piercing the nether, the starry spirals, he sees what would make a lesser mind lose their sanity. Endless eyes and t endless tentacles. He knows what has befallen him. The Great Freeze, and the horror is allied with it. In Hephaestus's Grand Hall, where the weapons of war, long lost to writing were forged, is cloaked in a haunting shadow. The god, his loyal servants, the goblins, the dwarves, the fire elementals, none can see through the darkness. They grip their weapons tensely, awaiting whatever horrors lurk inside them, and a voice cuts through the silence. I see all that happens in the dark. One by one, the goblins and dwarves emit a cut-off scream until silence again and the shadows fall. All that remains is Big Hef, a warhammer in each hand. Mass stands before him, behind a coalition of illithid, beholders and yaunty. Big Hef grits his teeth and smiles. That all you got? And now we're going to head back to our ground forces. So, Elagos Wilhelm. As you watch this courtyard overflowing with the rotted visages of damned souls separating you from the tower, and more immediately, a command center, I would like you to roll Arcana. Uh, both of us? Oh, yeah. Alright. So I got a 21. 21? Alright, so with the 21, uh, these dead souls seem nearly mindless. Whatever their past life was, there seemed to be hardly any remnants from, uh, from them present in their eyes. And as you notice this, Wilhelm, uh, Retzela pulls up to uh, b both you and Elagos on a horse decorated in opulent plate mail fancier than your own. And he says to you both, We really showed them back there. 
Heard you applied some of my training dealing with that uh, big minotaur there, Legos. Heard your footwork was a bit sloppy, though. Overall, you've done good. Not great, but good. I'll lead the brigade into holding off this army. You two, get in Larry's bar. He settled it down outside the gate. He'll air drop you into that command center, and if you kill their leaders, sever the magic in there, you may force the army of the dead back from whence they came. Does well, that sound it, good? I mean, it seems weird to be like, oh, hey, troops, I'm going to go fuck off into this bar and, like, get airdrop. Have fun. <laughs> it well, seems I mean... Okay. Uh, so... Then, as you as you bring up that that point, uh, you see Valamir and Sir Tinley walk up to you, Elagos uh, and Wilhelm, uh, along with a couple of more grizzled veterans from your order, uh, and they begin to speak up. They're like, "Sir, we got this under control. Take out that command post. It's what the Grandmaster would want." All right, if you if you've got it under control, get gold, but go bananas. And I just wanted to, I just felt the need to point out the. possible flaw of having our like big siege commander and whatever leave uh so with that being said you see retzel kind of just like turn around on his horse he's like i think i can fill in from there all right so uh all right fine elegos has not been listening to a word that retzel has been saying uh he's just turning to his generals and saying like all right uh Use our troops to plug up the hole. Don't enter, because as long as we, as long as we have this uh, narrow corridor, we can ignore their numbers advantage. Uh, use trebuchets and whatever long range we have to keep them off the walls, so we don't take any fire from above. And then he just leave, and then he just uh, goes to the uh, command center. You see, Valamir and Sir Tinley just kind of like uh, they both like salute you as you walk away, and then. <laughs> Uh, at, at that point, Retzel just kind of sits on top of his horse. He's like, you heard the man. Let's go. Uh, so... Elagos just yells Retzel. to them, Tieflings, tonight we dine in hell! And then all the other Tieflings are like, well, we usually do that. <laughs> <laughs> good lord. But so, it'll be good um, food this time. <laughs> you, you, oh my god. All the Tieflings raise their weapons even higher as you see arcs of fire just flying over the, uh, the army of the uh, undead. Um, but as you guys uh, back off from the main front, uh, you you see Larry's bar uh, on, on the outside of the gate, uh, and the the door uh, swings open. So you guys are gonna go inside. All right, Elios. Okay, all right. So as you begin to take off, you notice two things. One, Fixus on a mounted turret firing out of the front window, and Larry manning the wheel of his now mobile bar, uh, and he looks at you guys with a bit of apprehension. And he says to you, uh, hey guys, um, I don't want to minimize the deaths, uh, the suffering and the bloodshed uh, we've had so far, but I can't help but feel this is a little too easy. Uh, we got through that gate with only two waves of enemies. I mean, it just seems, I don't know, something seems off. Uh, what it could be is that they're trying to, like, give us a false sense of confidence and then once we get in get into the fortress or whatever they will get absolutely molly up by a bunch of by a bunch of troops that we did not see it coming uh, that that's possible uh what do you what do you think in you think you think it's a false sense of security kind of thing I'm thinking we keep our troops on the outside of the walls for as long as possible once we thin out their ranks then we can talk about taking the city this is yeah this is absolutely a trap. 
All right. All right. So as soon as you finish uh, talking and you're and you're flying inside of Larry's bar, you hear a deafening crash, and you can see in the distance Ignitus has been hit uh, and is plummeting out of the sky. Uh, the source of this blast, you aren't quite sure, but it is in the midst of a, the swarm of dragons that uh, th- that are uh, closer to the tower, and you hear Larry scream, "Ignitus! We gotta go help Ignitus!" And he jerks the wheel wildly, uh, careening you far off course from the command center uh, in the center of the uh, in the center of the uh, fortress center, Jesus, into the fray of dragons soaring high above the battle below. And you watch it grow further and further distant as Larry maneuvers towards his friend. Uh, what do you do? So how wounded does Ignitus look? Uh, like falling out of the sky on fire, wounded. Um, at, so Elagos <laughs> You going can't to, tell. <laughs> so we are, we're currently, like, close to being over the op center, right? But we're moving away from it? Uh, yeah, he's heading far away from the op center, yeah, that's correct. That's... Yeah, but that you're old, flying that over That only answers yeah, half my yes, question. Okay. Yes, yes, you are flying over it, and he's heading far away right, from Elikos it. Alright, yeah. is gonna paratroop in. All right, so you're just gonna you're just gonna jump out. Okay, I wouldn't expect that. But all right, uh, Wilhelm, are you gonna follow suit? Uh, like, like Wilhelm is gonna look at Larry, and uh, and look at Larry and Ignitus, then look at the space that was once occupied by um, Elagos and like Larry, I. I I, I think you got this, and I'm going to go help Elagos, and then Wilhelm's going to jump. Okay, so <laughs> at this point, I want to I wanna understand, how are you guys going to control this How fall? high up are you guys, too? Yeah, you, they're, they're, they're pretty high up in the sky as he was running toward a hurtling down Ignitus, and you guys are about a pretty good, like, 100, I'd say like about 100, maybe 120 feet above um, the ground as you paratroop. So, uh... uh down here. Thank What's God I can. Here? Thank God I, as an artificer, can cast levitate. Truth be told, had <laughs> not planned for that. Um, <laughs> he just because I was thinking about it. I'm like, wow, how is he gonna do that? Uh, but uh, I just saw a closing window of opportunity, and um, an objective that I had to meet. So, let's see. Um, so you, as you I, cast as I levitate. Look my. Uh, So then, what I'm gonna try and do is is basically wait until wait until like the last minute to cast levitate. Does that make sense? Okay. In an yeah, attempt, that... in an attempt to like soften the like uh, landing. Okay. Yeah, let me let me let me see. That should that should work. But does levitate work on your mech? Why would you're in it? a mech suit? Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What well, one future war or object of your choice that you can see within range rises vertically, yada yada yada. So, like in theory, if I were to target myself, would that not also en- encompass the mech? Or conversely, I could target the mech, and then that would encompass me because I'm in the mech. All right, yeah, that that logic tracks. All right, so you're able to to levitate uh, right right, uh, right before you hit the ground as you get near the the front of the command post center, and Elagos is still falling. Elagos, what do you what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna grab it out to Wilhelm. Okay, I-, I want you to roll athletics. 
Right. Should I also roll athletics to try and grab him? Or like yeah, ha- yeah, ass- yeah. assist uh, with the grab? That's a twenty-six. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. So you're you're able to outstretch your hand, Elagos, to get onto Wilhelm, uh, Wilhelm's mech, and you're able to successfully uh, latch on as the levitate stops the momentum of your fall. Uh, congratulations, you've solved the falling puzzle, which I ne- didn't even plan for. Uh, I mean, it's so not, it's, it's gravity really a puzzle yeah falling puzzle uh so you guys are now outside of the command this center falling it's, uh... with puzzles yes as you see uh um larry begin to uh go down to ignitus that is uh fa- that is uh fallen inside of the inside of the fortress walls and begin to cast spells uh out at dragons and undead uh so you are now at the command center. Uh, the stench of sulfur and brimstone uh, clogs the air uh, outside of this command center and seemingly from the inside. Uh, would you like to enter? No. <laughs> We're just going to stand Actually, here. Actually, let's help no, ignite us. Um... <laughs> well, now we're on the ground, so <laughs> is that what we can do? Uh... Zoe Elagos, want to go in there and kick some ass? Is that the plan? That's the plan. I kind of followed you. All right. All right. Yet somehow so you stopped he... falling first. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so as you guys uh, go up to the door of the command center, you enter, uh, and inside there lies two figures. Uh, one is a massive black shusava. Uh, its scorpion tail whips back and forth in excitement as it is curled around a woman uh, you recognize almost instantly uh, in her puffy coat. Uh, it is Nash. Two crimson wings protrude from her back, and her eyes are glossed over by a putrid, inky black substance. Immense power and heat surges from her, and you see no recognition in her eyes. She stands at the center of a magical circle that spreads all across the floor, its runes humming a bright red color like magma. She is channeling a powerful spell that you assume is commanding the dead within the walls to reanimate, regenerate, and serve. What would you like to do? Eh, alright, Elagos, eh, well, alright, Vin, do I recognize the shoes of a, or no? No, you don't. It is, it's, it's a, it's a big black shoe of <laughs> They're usually white. That's how he likes you've it. you never... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, Elagos. What I'm going to do is, you see that bad, do- big bad doggy over there? Eh, I'm going to teach it a lesson as Wilhelm kind of like brandishes his warhammer. I'm going to teach bad demon doggy a lesson. Eh, I don't know how, but if you want, I want you to try, t- try and stop Nash. Does that sound good? Uh not really, but I don't see any better plan. That okay. was the, that that was the expected answer. All right, so as you both stand there, if you're going to fight these two people, I want you to roll initiative. All right. Oh, oh, baby, I rolled a seven. Oh, baby, I rolled a nat one. Good lord. Okay, Uh, so we're going to be having... uh, We're going to be having Nash go first here. Uh, Shut the fuck up, Paris. (laughs) What did he do? You wrote pain Peko in the chat. I hate you. Uh, so, <laughs> at this point, you see Nash, uh, whose, whose eyes, again, are covered over in this inky black 
putrid goo sort of just extend her hand and for a brief moment your vision goes your vision fades you you aren't able to see anything and then it comes back to you almost immediately and you are within the exact same room you were before however nash is gone and you are alone in this room with the shusuba so question i know counter spell when i see her raise her hand can i attempt to like infer that she's casting a spell and get ahead of it yes you can you can you can do that as a reaction go ahead uh cast counter spell lower it fails to have no effect if it's fourth or higher make an ability check using your spell casting ability uh dc is 10 plus the spell's level all right it is a seventh level spell shit all right all right plumple you can fucking do i it. feel good about this <laughs> oh god damn it <laughs> not again no fuck <laughs> 13 okay uh so you six su- you are unsuccessfully able to stop i, I, I like your first answer better what happened? I like your first answer. You succeeded at being awful. <laughs> Damn it! Congratulations. All right. So now, since you guys rolled, it was a it was a seven and a one, right? Yes. Yep. All right. Yeah, we're gonna be having uh, this Shusuba go first. Uh, so now at this point, uh, you you are now alone in this same exact room, seemingly with the Shusuba, and it begins to growl at you in a low tone gradually raising its voice until it becomes a shrill hyena-like laughter. Uh, And its eyes glow a deep amber and emerald, and it begins to speak uh, specifically to you, Wilhelm, and it says, Fear the Shusva, yes? What? (laughs) 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 I go up to the space. Oh, wait, oh, wait, doggy, you're talking to me? And it, uh, it cackles at you. Uh, and it, it nods its head up and down as almost to show you that it's saying yes. Bad dog. I mean, yeah, I had the bit of a bad running with the Shusuva in my youth, but, like, that was a long time ago. Are you trying to, like, invoke trauma that wasn't really there? <laughs> yes! <laughs> and it begins to cackle again, uh, and it says, If no trauma! Why armor? Big techno armor. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. Eh, I want to be a, bl- I, I am a blacksmith by trade, and I figured the, the way to make it, be- uh, to make better armor is if I make a big mech suit. And it seems like logical extension, going from like big thing of like plate mail to like big metal suit that has like all sorts of mechanical doodads and crap. And I know talking is a free action, but is giving someone your life story a free action? <laughs> I, I, I wait, honestly, at this point, yeah, it really is. And this the shoes was kind of looking at you like it's it's intelligent, but you're throwing a lot of words at it. So it, it absorbs about half of it, and at this point, it's just gonna attempt to attack you, like, mid-life story, like, around when you were, you know, a wee lad, it just attempts to attack you with a bite attack, um, Wilhelm. So, does a 25 hit? Okay, so that does hit, but I'm gonna use one of my, uh, fancy artificer tools. Uh, so, 25 does hit, what's the damage? Uh, 39 piercing. Also, you're in your mech suit what the fuck that's a lot yeah it is what the fuck 
Alright, so... What's that place? Okay, so, fanciful, um, artificial doodad, uh, repulsion shield, basically, what I'm, uh, because I'm holding my shield, um, when I hit with a melee attack, I can use my reaction to basically force the target to just back the fuck off 15 feet, and I just say, bad doggy! Alright, so the damage gets negated? No, I still get hit. Oh, okay. Understood. Uh, so it backs off 15 feet, and oh, that's force movement, so no opportunity attack. And then it's going to attempt to move and bite Eligos. Uh, Eligos, does a 20 hit. Yes. All right. Uh, you take 29 piercing damage as yes. the Shusava's uh, large talent, uh, not talons, uh, large teeth kind of just like sink into your left arm. Indeed. Uh, and that's going to be its turn for right now. So now it's Vil Wilhelm's turn. Okay. So how far is the Shusuva from me? Um, probably about five feet because it ran up to bite Elagos again. Okay. So what I'm going to do... Uh, yeah, I'm going to cast Spirit Guardians. Uh, okay. Pop Spirit Guardians. Shusava has to make a DC 16 wisdom save. Uh, rolled in 11. Cool. It takes 15 radiant damage as, as a band of little spectral cherub dwarves just bonk it with their tiny hammers. Oh, jeez. Alright, um, so it gets bonked on by some, by some dwarves. Spirit Guardians, the MVP spirits? of this whole battle. It's a really good spell. You guys really seem to like it, both of it's you. A, it's a good fucking spell. Um, all right, so let's see. Things with the shoots of a speed is half while it's within my 15-foot radius. And the at the start of its turn, it has to remake the wisdom save. Uh, I think that's... Is there anything else I can do? I don't think so. At the start of its turn, it has to tell you its life story. Oh, actually, more artificial things. Uh, defensive field... I can give myself six temp HP. Okay. All right. So now it's Elagos's turn. Uh, your life story, please. All right. Um, at age six, I was born without a face. That's Awul's life story. Awul. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, I am going to. Um, I can't. I can't take another hit like that. So I'm gonna cast uh, Cure Wounds on myself at uh, level two. Okay. So that's. Uh, it's a total of nineteen uh, hit points. All right. So you restore nineteen HP. Do you have anything else that you can do on your turn? Uh, hang on. Let me just check. Is that an action or bonus action? That's an action. Ignore what okay. I think. Okay. Uh, so. Wait, hang on. Okay. Did I get like a? Didn't I get like a really good potion from the Minotaur? Yes, supreme healing. Potion. Oh, okay. Can I use that instead? Yes. You may. All right. Cool. I'm gonna chug that. It's ten d four plus twenty. All right. Roll ten d four plus twenty. That's 46. 
All right, yeah. So you, you definitely yeah. recover from the twenty nine piercing. All right. So and that is that that's an action to drink that. Um, I believe drinking a potion is an action. Let me double check for you. Raw, yes. it's an action. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. an action. So mm-hmm. then, in that case, um, that is my turn. I will okay. save my reaction. All right, so now it is the Shusva's turn. And at this point, after it bites into Elagos and it just sees you drink a liquid. Wisdom save, uh, because Spirit wisdom Guardians. Save. All right, wisdom save. <laughs> that was a little aggressive. Yeah, that was uh, pretty aggressive there. It's he, rolled start, the, it's... he rolled the seven. Uh, cool, he takes 11 radiant. All right. Uh, as the Shusva it just sees Elagos, for some reason, completely ignore his bite attack and just drink some, like, Powerade. Uh, he gets bonked on the head by another small dwarven spirit, and then he looks towards you, uh, Wilhelm, as he's a little angry at these little mini dwarves uh, bonking him on the head, and he's going to attempt to attack you with his tail stinger. Uh, does a 24 hit. Oh, oh, me? Yes. No, uh, no, this is on Wilhelm. Oh, what'd you roll? 24? 24, yes. Oh my god, yes. Okay, so at this point, uh, you're going to take 18 piercing damage. Uh, and as the the tail stinger kind of reaches into your mech and sort of like hits you a little bit uh, with, with just the stinger, uh, you're going to have to succeed on a con saving throw. Uh, is, this, is this against poison? Yes, it is against poison. Cool, I'm a fucking dwarf. I have advantage on that shit. Two nat ones, everybody. My Here God. It comes. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I rolled a 19. Ooh. Okay, yeah, yeah. you're successfully able to rebuff the poison of the Shusava as it sees that you look perfectly fine, realizes that you are a dwarf, and then attempts to bite you. I'm uh, going to so... use my reaction to impose disadvantage. Ooh, okay. Uh, so I roll. I rolled a 24 and a 26. So God damn it. Harris, does it, the 24 hits, uh, and it's 25 piercing damage at this point as it kind of bites in... Uh, into your into your mech's arm and begins to crush the metal between its massive jaws. I tried. You did. Uh, so it hit me, right? Yes, that's correct. Hit you uh, twice, actually. Oh god, how much? How, how much do I take? Well, the tail stinger was eighteen piercing. All right. And the bite was twenty five. So piercing. does the mech get any like resistance? Yeah, the, the, the mech is tanking the. Well, damage does it get? Oh like, fuck! I've been cal- are... I've been calculating my own fucking hit points. Harris, you're in a mech. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, a... I'm sorry. I was like, why? why you, you see, Vin, the the um, Sushiva actually has this phase ability that lets him attack through metal. Corley, don't give him the idea. Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> Fuck, I'm a du- I'm a actually a dumb idiot. Hold on. We also have turrets. I'm surprised you haven't. Wilhelm, get in the yeah, robot. I forgot about both of those. All right, so. <laughs> Does he do the mech equivalent of, like, adjusting your glasses and then he's, he's ready for fight now? We're so underpowered. Wait a minute. I'm in a mech. Well, no, because, I, like, I forgot that you, like, literally gave me a stat block for the fucking mech suit. You stay. I go. Oh, my God. No yes, you have, a, you have stats for the mech suit. It's kind of OP. Too bad Wilhelm's almost dead. <laughs> Okay, so. Okay, I'm all good now. So, what is the so from this? What 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 do I take from the bite attack? 
The last bite attack he took was 25 piercing. Okay. All right. So as as Ella goes, as you see the shoes of a bite into Wilhelm, he's looking awful. And then you see a look of realization come onto his face. And you see Wilhelm rebuff himself completely as if he's lost no health at all. And his mech looks ten times shittier. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, God, I can't point, feel my arms. That's because they're, they're not your arms. <laughs> it's now Wilhelm's turn. All right, so so, uh, Vin, I assume that like, armor I can use armor artificial things through the mech suit, right? That is correct. Okay. So first thing I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna I'm gonna sock the uh, Shusufa in the teeth. There's a reason for this. Okay. Uh, t target the teeth specifically. Go ahead. Roll your attack. Uh, amount of advantage. Uh, bop. Roll the 20. Unnatural. You hit him. <laughs> Alright, cool. I sock him in the teeth. Uh, it takes 7 thunder damage. And a creature hit by the gauntlet has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than me until the start of my next turn. Okay. Uh, so you knock out one of its teeth and it kind of just stares you down angrily. And it's like, stupid technology! Alright, so then, um, after I do that, I'm gonna take out, like, uh, I'm gonna swing at the Shusava with the big war hammer that my mech has, uh, cool, I rolled a 15, I'm pretty sure that misses. No, you hit it. What? You hit the Shusava. Sweet, sweet. Sweet. A 2 plus sweet. 13. <laughs> So as long as Harris doesn't get nat once, he's hitting this shoots of Alright, uh, 25 bludgeoning as I just bonk it. Alright, so it looks a little angry that you socked it in its mouth as it sees a giant hammer just come down uh, onto its head, almost like a cartoon, uh, and it takes even more damage from you. And now, I assume that's the end of your turn, unless you have anything else? That's it. Alright, it's now Elagos' turn after he's done chugging his Powerade. He's back and he's ready. Oh yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so I am going to uh, also start laying the damage on the Shusava. I got a good feeling about this. Stop. Alright, so longsword, attack, 16. Uh, 16 hits. That is uh, 6 slashing and 6 radiant. I forget where the radiant comes from. Oh, it's uh, sa uh, sacred weapon. 12. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're able to deal six slashing and six, six radiant. Uh, what would you like to do I now? have multi-attack, I think. Or do I? Yes, you do. Do I? You should. You're a paladin? Yes. You do. All right. That's a 12. Uh, you actually miss the shoes of it. As you attempt to chop off its tail, uh, it actually is able to retract it out of the way, uh, and it, you, it, you are unable to hit That's it. fine. All right. Um, do you have any other actions you could take at this time? Uh, not at this time. I'm okay. still, uh, uh, every once in a while, I'm kind of on the lookout for where Nash might have gone to. Okay, uh, so if you want to do that roll Arcana, I'll let Arcana. you do that here on your turn as a free action. 18. Okay, uh, so as you are, uh, looking around the room, you see that the runes that you saw shine so brightly before are slightly dimmer. 
and they're rearranged in a different order as almost like you're in the same room but also not you feel as if she may have put you somewhere else am i in the upside down um you're in the right side up uh but is she uh, in the upside down Perhaps, uh, but now it is the end of your turn with that insight, and it is now going. Why? To be... Why is Elgus wondering if Nash is upside down? I don't know. There's secrets. Uh, so uh, it is now the shoes of his turn, and it's going to attempt to fully attack Wilhelm after it don't gave him a bonk. Don't forget the spirit guardians. I hate Wisdom that. save. I rolled a sixteen. All right, so I believe it takes half of a nine. So five. Yeah. Five. Uh, so the Shusuf is looking pretty worse for wear at this point, uh, and he's going to attempt to completely attack Wilhelm as this mech is proving very difficult Disadvantage. Uh, so he's going... Damn it. That's right. Um, yeah! You got a 29 and a 28. <laughs> 22 and a 26. Uh, the 22, I assume, hits Harris, unless you realize that the mech has higher AC. No. Uh, it still hits. Alright, 21 piercing damage as it attempts to bite you again. Uh, this is an 18. Does that hit? 18 misses. Oh. Okay. Understood. Uh, so, at this point, what's going to happen is the Shusuba has, is able to gotten one bite off on you with 21 piercing damage, and it realizes it's kind of in a bad spot, so it's going to retreat to the opposite side of this room. Uh, this will evoke an opportunity attack from both of you to attempt to hit it. I've used my reaction. Ah, you cannot do this. I have not. So I rolled a 15. I know that hits. So. Yep. 15 damage as I, again, berate the Shusava for being a bad dog as it runs away. Alright, so it runs away to the opposite side of the room and then climbs up on top of the ceiling of this uh of this command center and it stands now above you uh Wilhelm and Elegos uh just with its claws uh sunk into the ceiling. So um, is it like like a like a spider climb type situation? Yes, it is a spider climb type situation. Okay. All right. And at this point it is now going to be Wilhelm's turn. All right. So I I, I look at the Shusava then to my turrets. Then to the Shusava, and I'm like, you are up. How high is the ceiling? Question. It's about, like, 15 feet. Oh, cool. He's still in range of Spirit Guardians. Um, <laughs> God damn it. I hate that. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's, like it's a 15 feet high. I think no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. All right, yeah. He's still in the Spirit Guardians. His little dwarves angrily eye him. All right, so what I'm going to... Alright, look at the shoes of up, back in my turret, back in the shoes of up, I'm like, eh, you, you stupid fucking doggy. Eh, you made me look bad. I'm just gonna <laughs> shoot you. And I'm just gonna shoot it with my turret. Alright, roll, roll damage, I forgot you. Yeah, roll, roll the, uh, the turret damage. Don't I have to, like... Yeah, the two hit, to hit first. Yeah. All right, cool. I rolled an 18, therefore I hit, uh... Hair's popping off right now. How much damage is it? 20 piercing. 
Okay, so the Shusava is just on the ceiling. Uh, it, it thinks it's been real slick getting out of uh, getting out of range of Elagos and possibly you until it sees these turrets appear on your back and its eyes grow wide as you absolutely bombard it with shrapnel. Uh, and it falls to the ground as you actually deal enough damage to kill it. All right, um, so, a so as I see the Shusava kind of like clearly dying, <laughs> I... I Strawed over, lean into the shoes of a. It was like, so eh, you fear the Wilhelm, yes? <laughs> and In the just, most it, mocking tone I possibly can. It, like, ro it rolls its eyes <laughs> as they roll backwards as it perishes. <laughs> you fear the Wilhelm, yes? <laughs> it, was, it, it, was, it was distorted by the mech suit. <laughs> here's the, no, here's the thing. I was trying to. While doing the Wilhelm voice, oh, you're imitating. Mockingly yeah. do the shoes of a voice, so it sounded shitty. Life has many doors, Wilhelm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so as you're able, is that the fire alarm? Oh, all right, no. So as you're able, that would have been unfortunate. Uh, it is, but I know what it's from. Uh, so fire? at this point, <laughs> no, they're probably baking something, but. Uh, at this point, what what happens is you notice the room sort of begins to like shift and almost like warp, as you're able to see towards the opposite end of the room one specific like small crack, that looks like there's a light coming out of it, uh, from the opposite end of this uh, the the room that you're currently in. All right. Uh, Are we still in the turn order or what? Like, what's up? The Shusava is dead. That doesn't answer you the guys question. Can move freely. Okay. You guys can move freely at this point. Uh, All right, Elagos so Wilhelm's going to stroll on over to the um the crack in the wall, and he's going to try and investigate it. Okay, uh, roll investigation. Nine. Uh, so, from what you can see here, it just looks like a crack where light is coming through, but you know that there wouldn't be anything necessarily too bright on the opposite end of it as it's fairly dim light outside. While he's doing that, Elagos is going to take a closer look at the runes. Okay, uh, roll Arcana. Hey, nat 20. Okay, so from what you can tell here, the runes in this room aren't necessarily too different as you had seen before. They look actually the same. However, the only difference is, is that they look reversed, like flipped vertically on like a vertical plane. God damn it, I knew it. <laughs> and that's what you're able to tell here. You feel as if you're in a, a dimension that is in the exact same space, but also occupying... You can call it one. the mirror dimension. You're in the mirror dimension. I knew it. Uh, and then uh, there's still the crack in the wall. Break the crack! Yeah, Wilhelm's gonna take out, take his big hammer and just like attempt to break down the wall. Okay. So <laughs> Mr. Wilhelm, tear down this wall. <laughs> as you're able to tear down this wall, you hit it with your with your uh, hammer, and as you do, the crack spreads across the room, and everything in it breaks like a mirror, as you mentioned before. Uh, so then you are now back in the exact same space that you were before. The Shusava is no longer there, uh, but Nash still sits floating above the uh, above the runes in the middle of the room. How many years of bad uh, luck do you suppose that is? Eh, a lot. Alright, so... A few of the bad luck, uh, yes. So, you see Nash speaks to you and she says, Nice of you to join us. 
How do we look as good as you remember? And as the voice begins to say this, he begins clawing off a single fingernail of skin from Nash's face. What was that last bit? Uh, it starts clawing at Nash's face. Don't think we've made a, short. Don't think I've made your acquaintance. Uh, and you see, it, it, it kind of smirks at you, Elagos, and he's like, "You don't remember me." Oh, I'm sorry to say that, Elagos. What better surprise than old friends reuniting? I'm sorry that Nash could not be here, but be comforted, she is feeling everything. As black ichor begins to leak from its mouth. Yeah, you should, Alon, you should, like, get that checked. Uh, and it, it's a bit of, it's hard to be like, oh, is a reunion of friends if, David, like, we don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> Because, for some reason, it's not on my sheet. Okay. Uh, so, as you do that, uh, you see that this being that's seemingly talking through Nash, it rips off a fingernail from one of her hands. And at this time, Wilhelm, since Elagos is occupied... Not fair. Uh, you can't, you can't be doing check. stuff while I'm doing stuff. Well, I'm looking up okay. the number to a local pizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fuck, Let's got it, alright. Yeah, hello, Pizza Hut. Uh, <laughs> <Thank God. laughs> you afraid of God, the I, Pizza I'm Hut? Still, I'm still looking. Uh, In this time, Wilhelm, you can roll insight. Ten. Alright, uh, so you don't That's notice right. anything. Uh, while Wilhelm, uh, well, sorry, while Elagos is like mentally doing calculus. Uh, you just stand there. What waiting level are we? For a Twelve. Response. Fuck. All right. You're currently level twelve. So I, I feel I, I, I look at the creature, probably formerly known as Nash, and I'm like, eh. I feel like I should know who you are. Eh, like, would you do me a solid and throw us a bone? Cause like, I'm not that smart. I can't speak for any ghosts, but like. We're both confused. As he says, I can't speak for Elagos. Elagos makes dial-up noises. Owl can speak for Elagos, though, and Owl jumps into the room. <laughs> right, so here's what I'm, I'm going to do. I am going okay. to present... Uh, this is a holy symbol. I will just use my uh, sensor that I have in my inventory. And uh, use uh, turn the unholy. How does that work, pray tell? Uh, as an action, well, he, he curses. You present your holy symbol and speak a prayer, censuring fiends and undead using your channel divinity. Each fiend or undead that you that can see or hear you within thirty feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails at saving throw, it is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. Turned creature must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't willingly move to a space within thirty feet of you. And also can't take reactions. Uh, I can only use the dash action to, uh, or try to escape from an effect that prevents it from moving. If there's nowhere to move, the creature can use the dodge action. Okay, so as you present your sensor, or sensor... Yeah. Uh, Basically, the power of Helm compels you. The power of Helm compels you. Uh, they rolled a 13 on the wisdom That's save. That's not enough. 
All right, so as the power of Helm compels this being, you see it, it unleashes an unholy roar as it it screams through Nash's voice, and then it slowly turns back to Nash's voice, and the black eyes that were covering her own uh, disappear, and she falls to the ground, and she says, What? What are you doing here? Was gonna ask you the same question, not gonna lie. Uh, and... At that moment, she kind of just like looks down at her hands and at the the uh, the runes that are carved across the floor, and she says, "I, I, uh, I don't know. I, the last thing I remember was the the tower. I, I don't understand." All right, listen. And she kind of sits there. You got like you got a minute. I'm gonna set a time. All right, listen. I need. I need to ask you some questions, and I need as much as information as I can. Uh, red wings, black eyes, uh, leaking black ooze, any of this sound familiar to you? Uh, fiend I made a pact with, maybe? Um, it's, it's how I get my, you know... And she, like, kind of, like, twiddles her fingers a little bit with the one with her fingernail off, and you see, like, eldritch energy start to appear do you remember that's where i got that do you remember anything about it it's it's name how um uh what it's capable of how we can maybe ward it off i i no i i i i don't i i don't know i just read it in a random book and i i summoned it it was faceless Uh, it had it was large red i i don't know Keep keep trying. Anything anything you can give me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna boop Nash in the head. And be like, all right, man. Well, may may uh may big have help you like guide your memories. All right. So she's going to attempt to make an intelligence check to see if she can remember uh, the beast that she made a deal with. Uh, so let me go ahead and roll on her sheet. One moment here possibly roll that 1d4 baby <laughs> all right that was a dexterity check why did i click that oh she rolled a 19 intelligence and she just goes i, I it was just it introduced its name to me as as fiend i don't i don't know i that's all i know about it it it's just some sort of fiend it's using me to channel something that is this what I wanted? And she looks around at like the necromatic runes that are on the floor. Uh, and at this point, if you could chalk up the possibility of what this thing is trying to do by rising the dead, it may uh, may, may strike you as fairly obvious. But um, it's uh, can s- I roll like insight or something just to like get like concretely what I can infer from this? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Go ahead. Roll. Roll that insight. Uh, Twelve. All right. Uh, you know that someone died, uh, and that necromancy revives the dead. Wilhelm's gonna try his hand at um, insight while also casting guidance on himself. All right. Uh, at this point, like right after this roll, the timer expired. So. All right. I guess. Uh, last thing. Eighteen. Well, oh, I was. Eighteen. Okay. Yeah. The at when Nash saw her well was possessed at the top of the tower she was able to see something that happened uh you don't you aren't privy to this specifically but she furthered her pact with the fiend that 
she is currently being possessed by. Alright, uh, I guess the last thing uh, Elagos is going to do is he's going to try to stamp out some of the runes that are on the floor. Okay. Uh, so you you attempt to stamp out those runes, and as like you bring up like your your foot to to do that, you see Nash kind of just like attempt to grab your foot mid stomp, and we're gonna make a t- contested athletics. As you see, your eyes start to gloss back over in uh in, in this black. Ha 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 It's a nat twenty. All right. Damn, I rolled a twenty-one yeah. too. Well, I, thought I had, I had it. Uh, it'd so, be a twenty-eight. So, yeah. All right. So then, uh, as you as she goes to grab it, you see your foot comes down hard, and you have like an opportunity to possibly just like kick Nash in the face if you wanted to, since you beat it with a nat twenty. Uh, I, yeah, I'll I'll push her back. Not not okay. like uh, so kick her in the face, knock out her teeth, just like kind of like back off. All right. So you are able to successfully push Nash back, and you see. Uh, the eyes roll back over in the deep shade of, like, uh, deep black, and you see Nash's uh, body smile, and she says, I'm back! Uh, And at this point, what would you like to do? Um, While I think of a better plan, I'm going to reach for my sensor again. Okay. Uh, Wilhelm? My gut tells me that that I should. Well, okay, is is fiend itself making an appearance, or is this still fiend possess possessing Nash? This is still fiend possessing Nash. Damn, because I was gonna fucking bonk fiend in the face, but <laughs> I don't know if it'd be a as good of an idea. I don't know if it'd be as good of an idea to um. Uh, just kind of beat um, Nash some sense. Especially since her sister got killed by a mech, it's just in poor taste to start. Oh god, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that. Oh um, my god. Alright. Hmm. No, I have an idea. Uh, at this very moment, is Fiend doing anything? <laughs> or is it just like, ooh, I'm spooky, I'm spooky, nondescript uh, Fiend? It's poo- it's spooky nondescript fiend, uh, and you see that it's starting to generate a, a uh, oh god, what's right. that Twitter, Twitter following. Right. <laughs> what? What is it called? He said a Twitter following. Oh god, Eldritch <laughs> Blast. Alright, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try, I'm gonna cast spell command. Okay, um. Cause, okay, you, you said that the um fiend is trying to throw an eldritch blast eldritch blast right yes cool um i'm gonna attempt to command um fiend to dispel so like or like i'm like what would be the best one word command have have you have someone just stop casting a spell would that just be like dispel probably stop or stop all right I'll, i'll say stop all right how do i what, what do I roll against? Is this the wisdom save You have save to again? roll, I think it's a wisdom save against... Right. Yeah, wisdom save. Alright. She rolled an 11. Oh, well, cool. She stops. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you see as Nash is about to cast an Eldritch Blast at you, she's, she stops as she completely stops in her tracks. Um, 
right. uh, due to Wilhelm's command. I think I, I think I have an idea as to how we can figure out um, how to get rid of this thing. Um. I have a suggestion. I think we should try and like restrain her so that like. All right, fine. I have. Phoenix I have. I have enough. Anything. I have enough to do both. Oh, even better. Um. So first, I'm gonna cast uh, whole person. Are you gonna fist her too? Oh God. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought we were done with that. All right, cast. All right, so you cast whole person. What do I have to make a save on? Is this con? Uh, two. I think it's a little wisdom save. Uh. Target must succeed a wisdom saving throw. Be paralyzed. 12. 15. <laughs> Alright. So, this this thing is this thing is now paralyzed. This thing that is, p- like, possessing Nash is paralyzed. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do now as it literally can't do anything? Um, I'm going to cast Zone of Truth. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yes. We're buzzing all the all right. shit. You, you, uh, you have now... So this one this one is a charisma Cassidy. save, so you might have a chance. Alright. <laughs> that would be very good. Uh, so, I am going to charisma save. 14. 15! <laughs> Alright. Alright, what, what do you want? Uh, um, how do we stop the possession? Uh, you see, in this B size that are quite black. <laughs> God. All right, fine. Uh, it, it looks at you in horror as it says to you, "Speak my name, and say be gone." Uh, its name is Thought. In order to... <laughs> no. What is your name? All right. At courtesy of PMs, which I actually got the name recently. Can his name please be Fiend? My name is Rodney Danger Fiend. (laughs) Rodney Danger Fiend, be gone! (laughs) (laughs) It, like, screeches back, and you're able to see, like, this demonic, like, ink and ichor just leaving Nash's body as you're able to see this really disgusting-looking demonic worm... Uh, with, like, two pincer-like claws. If you want, I'll give you guys uh, the ability to know what type of demon this is, or or fiend this is, uh, to be more yeah, accurate. Yeah, go for it. Uh, you can go ahead and roll, like, a religion check. As you're both holy. Alright, uh, go. But we have been oh, in fact. <laughs> 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 nah, it's big, it's big evil worm. It's we gotta squish it. Oh, well, what did you, what right. is a nat run? So, uh, a nat one and a two. Harris rolled a nat one and still got a higher score than I did. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, as you guys uh, are trying to see what this demon looks like, you see the centipede sort of just twist and change. Uh, and the only thing that you're able to see is this. Uh, I'm going to post it in chat for you both. As you're unable to determine uh, what this fiend was, uh, but you see the visage of uh, Rodney Dangerfield uh, as it leaves as it leaves her body. And she collapses to the ground. And all So of the is the worm on the ground? Hicker... No, the worm is... The one through a worm... It went through a wormhole. <laughs> yeah, it went through a wormhole. All right, because I was going to say, if the worm was still on the ground, Velham was just going to try and like, squish it. Nuts. It's gone. Uh, so, 
she she falls to the ground and you see the runes immediately stop uh glowing red and the ichor that surrounded this room sort of dries up and goes away so uh nash uh, how are you feeling uh, she doesn't merit a response as she's passed out on the floor. Can I check her pulse to make sure that she's, you know, like, alive and responsive? You may. Roll, roll, roll a medicine check. That's a 20. She's breathing. Alright. Alright, All right, the whale... So as, as you guys are done in your eyes. Yeah, she's, she's just unconscious. She should be up soon. Right, yeah, that's how so I was as... Thinking. As you guys are uh, sort of done inside of this room, would you like to exit the building? Um, I mean, we probably shouldn't just leave Nash here. Uh, can we can we call in to Larry, see how he's doing? Uh, sure, go ahead. Uh, pull up on your uh, your sending stone and see how uh, Larry's doing. Hey, Larry, how are things going? We found Nash. She is in command center. Uh, and uh, as gonna... <laughs> you listen in on the sending stone, you merit radio silence. Uh oh. Home base. This is home base. This is Bluejewel. We're in need of medevac at the op center. Uh, and as you're reading, uh, sending that message out, uh, someone else is listening on the channel, and you hear you hear a voice uh, come online, and it's just, "Oh my God, Elagos, you'll never believe it. Get on out here." All right, I'll be right out. <laughs> uh, oh no! Uh, so can I can you, uh... I like load Nash into the uh, like the mech in like a baby carrier kind of thing? <laughs> you mean you're gonna give her uppies onto the mech? Yes. So like Vin Diesel from the Pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember Vin Diesel being in a baby carrier. You need to rewatch. Uh, but Vin Diesel has the. Baby have you seen carrier. the director's cut? Oh. Okay. E e so, either either way, you're able uh, to Wilhelm slots Nash into the like, the goblin slot. The gob slot. Yes. All right. So you load up Nash and you come outside, and as you are now outside of the building, uh, you exit the hall and all of the undead lay powerless on the ground. Uh, Sir Tinley and Retzela uh, stand next to one in one another outside in awe, and you see. Uh, Retzela put down his uh, put put down his sending stone and just start to wave at you as he dislodges a great axe uh, from the shoulder bone of what you recognize as Hector and wipes it off on his pants and he's like, they all just dropped dead. Well, dead again. How the heck did you do that? Uh I erased some I erased some runes and uh, you know uh, banished a fiend. Uh, now we're going to have to uh, take control of this courtyard. Wait, hey, Red Redstone, wasn't it, wasn't it your idea to have us go into the command center and, like, deal with the source of the undead? Why are you surprised? Like, I like I know you're very well, full of yourself, but that do doesn't it. mean you're an idiot. <laughs> I thought you guys would die. <laughs> As you see him, like, put away, like, two purple hearts for Helm's Order, like, in his pocket. He's like, oh, yes, of course. Uh, I, I, at this point, I'm like, Redzla, focus, <laughs> courtyard, set up security. And you see he, he whistles and then, like, uh, does a roundup uh, signal with his hand, and everyone starts to uh, to secure the cart courtyard. So at this point, we're going to be jumping over to Breathweaver. 
So, Breathweaver. Each squadron okay. is still engaged with the various air opposition. Do you still wish to stay engaged with your current enemy or help with someone else's? Well, I mean, I would like to win air superiority before trying to divert forces to, uh... Because that'll just leave our air people, um... They're dragons. Vulnerable. Yes. Are they call air, air dragons people? vulnerable. Alright, so how would you like, like to Like, maybe this? I could send, like, one or two, um... But, like, so what are the numbers after their dive attack when I, like, attack them? Like, so... I know we we won the two dive attacks to a certain degree, but we failed the air battle. Um, so how many forces would you say are on each side at this point? All right. Do we so, have slightly more numerical superiority, or um again? So when you left the one team to defend the air, uh, they a majority of them died. So the two out of the three that you sent uh, to fight the air battle. That squadron uh, was was nearly wiped out. You wiped out the uh, nose diving dragons uh, completely uh, as as your team rolled those successes. Uh, so now there are around perhaps maybe fifteen dragons on the enemy team uh, that are currently uh, surrounding the tower, uh, and you have about ten on yours. So you're okay, slightly so after out, the out, out, dive. Um... I will have the diving dragons flank the ones that were attacking the, um, that were massacring the ones that were standing up and while having the one. So basically, I'm gonna try to flank with a pincer attack now that I took down the diving dragons. See if that works. Okay. Uh, so roll me that 2d6 plus one. And that is, uh, oh shit, a nat 20. No, um, fuck! Fuck! Poorly, that's the worst timing to make a bad joke about getting a nat 20. Fuck! I got a- I got two nat 1s, so a 3. Jesus. Okay. Uh, so... As you attempt to do a pincer maneuver after, I guess, watching Elagos on the ground, um, you... The, the, the dragons had also been watching that exact same maneuver take place on the ground and are like, oh, maybe they'll try the same thing. Uh, they're able to anticipate that and take a very uh, large chunk out of your forces. In fact, a double failure uh, results in half of your forces being wiped out. You're left with five dragons at this moment, Breathweaver. Uh, and as your group continues to fight this bloody battle, you see a majority of your mounts begin to drop. And suddenly, beyond the horizon... Uh, you see 12 riders in black cloaks, ancient warriors marked with a strange symbol. And I want you to roll history at this point, with advantage. <laughs> I'm at 20! I said a random number that didn't exist because I was just gonna meme that I faked the roll, but then I rolled super poorly. Um, history, I got a 20 and a 9. All right. Unnatural so, 20. So you're able to discern these uh, historical symbols as these are the sigils of the Order of Brentley, uh, the last remaining followers of the Warlord. And they they uh, seem to be on your side uh, based off of the, the formation that they're, they're coming around to your dragons and seemingly firing off into the distance at others. Uh, so you've now been able to replenish your forces back up to actually more than what you had previously. Did they're uh, on dragons too, you're saying? Yeah, they're on these okay. wyverns. Did almost? we just get reinforced uh, by the fucking Nazgul? What the fuck? 
<laughs> you did. Uh, so can I, can I do the Nazgul is... screech? Yes, you can. <laughs> as the as the Nazguls advance, uh, you're able to gain a little bit more footing, uh, Breath Weaver. And what I would like you to do is I want you to roll a 2d6 plus 2 to see how well uh, you're able to uh, command both your army uh, as well as the Nazgul. Probably shouldn't keep uh, calling them that they for copyright purposes. I got an 11. All right. The Nazguls. Uh, so, wait. Damn. Little Nazgul. All right. So, <laughs> what do you wanna? What do you wanna do? Uh, at this point, you've now regained your forces. Uh, well, additional okay, forces. Uh, How would you well, like so to attack? Also, seeing these that the um, flanking maneuver didn't work, uh, and I wanna, re I wanna basically gain altitude and rain fire from above. Um, yeah. So, like, basically, bring the playing field a little higher. Basically, take the high ground. I have the habits. Sky. Uh, so you, sky. You, command, you, command, <laughs> you command your drinks even higher into the sky, and you, you tell them to light it up uh, as you completely bathe the enemies in a sea of flames. Uh, you're able to take a majority of the enemy forces out. And as, uh, as you're feeling more confident, as you're taking advantage of the situation now that you have your reinforcements, uh, you feel that surge of confidence, Breathweaver, until a few moments later, when a chill runs down your spine uh, from even higher from where you are, further into the sky, you know, the high ground, uh, you would say, uh, you're able to see the master of the dragons uh, that are currently attacking you and accosting you. And you see wings larger than any that you've seen before unfurl uh, in front of you, blotting out the sky. And there, these uh, these wings are borderline skeletal, and you hear uh, a, a a voice, a very familiar voice, greetings and bienvenue, as you see a skeletal Drake, uh, very likely Caraba, with a thin layer of flesh, sinew, and muscle covering a body that long seems to have been dead, and it looks towards you, uh, Breathweaver, and it says. Arthos, surprised to see you up here and not sulking around a maintenance room somewhere. How are you liking that body of yours? Mine was a bit more dead than I was expecting. <clears throat> uh, I will shout because I'm not sure if uh, my voice will carry that well because I'm not a giant dragon. <laughs> um, but, oh, uh, well, uh... It was a little out of shape compared to the other world, but I was, I'm was i a little more used to it now. Uh, and you see it kind of smirks at you, and it says... And, uh... Oh, sorry, you go. Oh, okay. Uh, it says to you, I believe you said when I agreed to bring you with me to this world, you would serve me. So I command you and your friends to assist me in burning down the most annoying army assaulting our fortress. Uh, I, Breathweaver, did not make that promise. Are you going to take him to court again? <laughs> it worked last time. So now we shall go to court. I uh, sue you for libel. That's um, not I'm going to shoot. It's... I'm going to command my dragon to shoot us. Uh, I believe that I had, let's see, um, a smoke cloud kind of thing that I could shoot to obscure his vision. 
Okay. Damn it, um, Breath Reaver, it'll never work. Libel only counts when it's printed. <laughs> oh, Hurry, write it down, Breath Reaver. <laughs> <laughs> right. As you should know, contracts are not bound by words, but by what is written down, and I did not sign anything. <laughs> they're not bound by words, they're written by words that are written down instead. Um, you have so to sign it. If it's not, even if it's a cocktail napkin, it's still legally binding. But you didn't write it down, so that's kind of on you. So you're gonna <laughs> attempt to pocket sand him? I guess I don't know what pocket sand is. Uh, you're you're trying to blind him, correct? By like throwing smoke in his face? Or what's the what's the yeah, move? Yeah, like s s throw smoke at him and then how are you throwing smoke at uh, him? Fire at it. My dragon can dragon. breathe darkness or something. I, I'm pretty sure I remember reading that. Um, darkness and smoke aren't necessarily the same. Shut up. So <laughs> if, I, if I'm not mistaken, your mount is a shadow dragon. And shadow dragons, I think they can just spew forth just straight up necrotic energy. <clears throat> yeah. Something like that. I, I, I don't... Let me see if I can find the text. Because I don't know where I put it. Uh, and it is able, capable of casting long paws of magical darkness over the battlefield to disadvantage enemy troops. Note this dragon can see in normal and magical darkness. Okay. Uh, so you see that your dragon begins to unfurl, like, a large cloud of darkness. It sounds weird saying and that, but... then uh, I'm gonna command the other dragons to fire. Alright, uh, so as as you do that, uh, you see into this into this blanketed darkness uh, uh, a fury of, of thunder, uh, well, not thunder, lightning, uh, f flame, and ice, and storm uh, begin to fire into this cloud of darkness. You hear a loud whooshing sound as you see a majority of the blasts begin, begin getting deflected as Karaba is gusted up massive winds with his wings uh and you see him with a flick of his uh draconic claws i would say almost undead at this point dispel the darkness and he says to you i am the culmination of life and death arthos the final sequence of evolution i have moved mountains with my machines level villages with flumes of fire you stand before me a human, that is all, nothing more, and maybe less. Bow before your new god. And he, uh, uh, Breathweaver thinks to himself, this is a good time to have one of those flashbacks I've been having. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, <laughs> you think to yourself, now you'd like to have a flashback now. Karama opens his mouth, and all the light around you pales from what you see emerge. All heat around you, the flames from your companions, is a mockery to the fi of fire compared to this. It's as if it has gravitational pull, and you have the urge to hurl yourself in front of this awful power. And a breath of white fire erupts from Karaba. Doing so, an entire flank of your dragons, proud and powerful, are covered by this and are simply no more. And he turns to you and he says, Farewell and adieu. 
and you see his massive skull head turn towards the battlefield below as Elagos's and Wilhelm's forces make progress uh, in destroying the army of the undead, and you feel the intense burst of heat begin to form from Karaba's grinning maw. What do you do? Uh, <clears throat> so the dragon attack didn't work. I would like to... Um fly over him jump off my dragon and now with my sword i don't know attack him land on his back and try to ride him <laughs> mm. ride wife uh so as, <laughs> as you get on karaba's back you see he will attempt to actually shake you off uh breath weaver i want you to roll an athletics check Oh, good. Uh, can it be acrobatics? <laughs> uh, oh, I did that with advantage. Let me re-roll that. Um, Not right now. Is a 16. All right. So, unfortunately, uh, you are unable to maintain your hold on Karab, and you begin to fall uh, beneath him as you were on top of him before, and you see him can kind my, of... Uh, can my dragon come and loop down to catch me? Yes, it may. Uh, so your dragon, uh, Shroud, Shroud of the Deadlands, is able to successfully uh, grab you from your fall, but as you do, you see he kind of uh, turns his head towards you, Breathweaver, and attempts to fire. And the blast will suddenly engulf you momentarily, uh, and at this point, you're going to go into one of your uh, patented flashbacks. Uh, so... Again. And as I do, I'm like, you could have come sooner, flashback. Back, back, <laughs> back, back. Again. <clears throat> Again, the scene changes. Visions of you in this grand cave at the summit of a peak in the Wintertop Mountains. The cave itself is massive, a splendor of nature, glimmering all around with pale white crystals. It is filled with a roaring hearth your benefactor keeps perpetually burning. Your benefactor, of course, being a massive dragon named River of Wind. A gold dragon with pale colored scales. The cave you soon learn has another exit, and the large opening that leads onto a massive plateau. It is here atop this plateau where a river of wind departs when he takes to the sky. After spending your night here, you begin looking for other settlements, traveling far in every direction conceivable. You consulted the stars and the old gods and all maps you could muster from river of wind. There was nothing. Every night you would return to his keep, and every night he would let you back in, claiming insincerely that this was your last night here. Sitting with this gargantuan creature, he would tell you stories of the old world, when fantastic beasts roamed the world, undisturbed by the conflicts of men. He has been around since the beginning, he told you. He was among the first of Bahamut, his lord, and he saw the great ink fill with specks of godlight. He saw doomed kings rise and fall, their madness washing ashore the sea of time like passing waves. He saw mortals enveloped in their petty struggles, destroying all around them, all around him, destroying the creatures, the environment themselves, even several of his kin. And he looks to you. Why did you come here? I... Like, <clears throat> I'm sorry... Do you mean, like, to his cave? Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, it was, um... I, I was wandering the forest in the middle of a freezing f snowstorm. 
on a very cold night and I uh, saw a light and I'm like, oh shit, I need to go there. Oh wait, wrong. I'm sorry, I was using the wrong voice. Don't mind me. Um, I was I was wandering around out there after being banished from my village and I'm like, God, it's fucking cold out. And I saw a light and I'm like, that's my only chance of survival at this point. And you see, he kind of looks down with a scornful, uh, a scornful face, and he says, "Why would the gods throw us into a world with such hate?" And days pass, and as the winter bunkers down and the nights grow deeper and ever present, River of Wind asks you to come hunt with him, to help him gather enough game for the coming storm. And he says, "You will help lure out the game, a horned beast I've tracked into this cave." Thick white fur nearly blends into the snow. Massive fangs. you not want fangs. to answer for that question you asked earlier? <laughs> it was rhetorical. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay then, I guess. To continue. Yep. yep. Massive fangs. He, he, he points like on a finger. Uh, claw. Razor sharp claws. Quality meat. Lure them out of the cave and I will swoop from below. And incinerate them with... One fell swoop. Now climb on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I will climb on. Ba back to your question, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yes, uh... Why would the gods throw us in a world with such hate? Since you seem keen on responding. Oh, I, I, I mean, if you don't, if it was rhetorical, why should I answer? I mean, unless you want me to. Now. No, 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 answer. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess. Are you sure you want me to answer? Pulls out a speech. Oh well, well. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really I mean, sure. I, it it means a lot to... less now that I feel like I'm forcing it on you. But I was gonna say, to live, learn, and become better than who we were. <laughs> That was a lot better than I was expecting. Uh, wow, well, Ben, you have really low standards of me. Yeah, you almost froze coming to my house. Uh, but from... Fair. From the great plateau that exits the cave, you depart, rising into the frigid air, an air is so cold it almost feels as if you plunge under a great icy sea. River of Wind then says to you after your previous conversation uh, pat patters out, you know that you are the first I've let willingly climb atop me. All others who attempted that had a short journey to whatever hell wished to claim them. Well, uh, you should never, you should never be on top of someone without their consent. That's something I. <laughs> As you get a re flashback, flashback to you jumping on Karava's back, uh, and then. <laughs> It come, it, it, Wait, I have a flashback to the future? A flashback of the flashback. No, I'm kidding. But as you come <clears> through <throat> the sky, you finally arrive, dropped off before a massive cave that overlooks a frozen sea. The cave, dwarfing you in size, still is too small for your ally to go through. But he, sit, he waits, perched off the side, ready to flank the creature with an inferno hotter than all rational comprehension. As you move towards the cave, he says to you, Remember... When you find the snow devil, run back out here. If you fight, it'll make short work of you. Be quick and be safe. Our suppers depend on it. And now okay. I want to know what you do. 
Well, yeah, I probably don't want to fight it. I apparently have this uh, inability to be in the cold. I thought I'd be better than that, but I'm a little disappointed in myself. Uh, anyways, let's get going into this cave. I'll be right back. And I so wink at him. Uh, you can't see what happens next as you walk into the cave, but as you continue walking down this cave system, uh, the excruciating cold begins to die down a bit. And as you walk deeper and deeper, you are surprised at how extensive the cave actually is. A long path illuminated by the same crystals in the River of Winds Cave. As you continue downwards this wide-bending path, it suddenly... Um, you, oh, sorry? Are there splits in this path? Like, or is it just a singular one? Um, from what you can tell, there aren't necessarily, like, any, like, splits like a fork in the road. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fairly straightforward. Okay, um, I, was, I just wanted to make sure so that I could mark them if there were any. You're good. Uh, but you right. suddenly see something move in and out of the darkness. Uh, and as you move to investigate it, you see it is, in fact, another path. Oh, look at that. Thin, snaky, <laughs> easily overlooked. <clears throat> You think you see movement. What do you do? Um, down the other path from the, from the side? This is the side. This is now a side path that you're able to see. Okay, I, uh, so I'm in a snow cave, or is it, um, is there like a rock or snow I can pick up and throw down that path to see what the movement does? Um, yeah, you, you can, like, there's, like, some loose rock on the ground that you could, like, pick up. Like, you could, you could like, pick up a stone Give okay. it a chuck if you'd like. I'll do that. All right. Uh, so as you chuck uh, this rock down the snaky path, uh, you immediately hear a hush uh, come over whatever sort of sound was coming in from this direction, and you're unable to discern anything else. There's no more movement, and I throw there's... another rock. <laughs> 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 all right so as you throw as you throw another rock down the hall uh you hear uh two sets of footsteps uh heading towards you uh at an immense I'm gonna speed quietly back up to like around a bend to see if something uh comes or like and also get ready to run like do my warm-up stretches so you're gonna get behind a rock and start stretching well no i'm gonna get behind a rock so that um i have cover i guess okay so you get behind a rock you feel yourself sufficiently hidden and you see an elven man and a human woman uh both uh holding on to spears looking around the main path as if trying to discern uh the direction of this noise i will uh, seeing that it's them. not a frost beast i will come out go hey guys have you uh so what are you guys doing here both of them aim their spears at you uh, and they they just kind of like look you over and you see the elven man says to you, he says, do you come in war or come in peace? Uh, well, I didn't come for you, so I guess in peace. And the elf looks towards the woman and he, uh, he says to you, come with us. And the elf uh, begins to walk away from well, you. Well, when I, uh, while I walk with them, I'm going to ask, have you seen like a yeti snow beast around here? And he nods his head to you, uh, no, as he has not seen it uh, recently, uh, but he says to you, the snow devil? Yes, that's it. Well, <clears throat> as he begins to walk down the snakier path, he's like, 
If that's why you're here, no one who encounters it ever comes back. For the I best just need to lure it away from here and fight it out in the open. Um, so as you continue to uh, follow this elven man and woman uh, down this snaky path, uh, you, you go through a few, several thin, snakier paths in the cave, which you note, because you mentioned that you wanted to. Uh, you feel the air begin to warm as you enter into a dome-shaped chamber in this cave. Uh, and the chamber has three small huts uh, built against the wall. Some furs are lining the ground, and a small, minuscule fire is burning at the center. Uh, several small kids peek their head out from the hut, and the elf uh, looks around out of the camp, and he's like, um, Welcome to our home. He says, I would uh, offer you food or drink, but we have none to spare. That's fine. Um, so do you guys have like a snow beast problem here or does it not really bother you? Uh, and at this moment, it, it kind of like looks, he looks to you, he's like, well, it does not bother us should we leave this area, but occasionally there have been accidents. Would you, uh, like me to help you solve this problem? It's kind of why I came here. Hunting you, the devil. And you see, you see the, uh, the elven man's face kind of light up, and the, the one behind him looks as if she's about to, uh, say something, uh, to deter you from doing this, and the man says, If you're intent on hunting that beast, head out the way you came, back down the main path, that every fork in the cave system stay right. Its lair will open up at the end. Best of luck. Uh, well, I was hoping you could maybe provide some advice since you apparently know about it. Like, any tips you can provide? Are you fast? Uh, I think so. Well, be faster than I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is my character fast, Finn? Or does he's that depend on the role? He's relatively <laughs> nimble. It depends on the role. Uh, he's relatively nimble. And he tells you to be even faster than that. Okay. Not faster than the role. He has no interest in that. But uh, at this point, uh, what would you like to What would you like to do? Uh, what? How about any, like, um, is, it, is it able to, like, smell me? Can it, like, if I do, like, bits of running and take a hiding spot or something make it think that I went ahead or if I distracted with a rock like any of that kind of stuff would work or like how do you guys survive it when you uh, hear it coming uh, we come into this path it is smaller and the beast cannot enter <clears throat> so the side paths from the main path it can't enter so like if I just dive into it yeah, that, you, uh, okay, you then I guess I will head off. Uh, if anyone else wants to provide assistance, maybe we can do like turns running so that we're not all exhausted, and then you'll finally be relieved of this uh, beast once and for all as well, rather than having to live in constant fear of it. Uh, so there's just this guy, one girl, and a bunch of kids, so... 
Oh, he, he I says thought there's no. a few more adults there. No, he says no. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so he kind of just tells you that you can avoid it in the snaky paths, but other than that, he's not willing to offer up help. Okay, then, I guess, uh, thanks for your advice, and I'll be on my way. Alright. So now... So, so I, I guess I should ask, what are you guys doing here? Is this, like, surviving the winter? It's just, like... It's, is it cold? Hmm. Uh, so, you notice from the inside of this cave it's not necessarily cold. Uh, but, uh... It's, it's fairly warm in here. Uh, and let me go ahead. You want to know exactly, like, why they're here, you said? I was asking, I was just asking, like, you know, just why a, a man, a woman, an old person, and a whole bunch of kids were hanging out in a cave. Uh, they, they mentioned to you that, all right, well, let me use the voice. Well, we tend to come here during the winter season. It is okay. a good way to avoid the cold. Okay, then. You have a good one. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Uh, I will go back the way I came, keeping right, like you said, um, <clears throat> and find the salt snow beasts cave. Alright, right, so you follow their directions, and you reach the lair of the beast. It's a massive cavern uh, that's filled with uh, old blood stains and sinew. Uh, and in the middle, seemingly sleeping, uh, is this snow devil. Uh, it looks like a fairly massive, like, gorilla, almost, uh, that's got giant horns uh, and white fur. Is there any, like, breeze from, like, this room? Like, maybe there's a way into it from another path? Before I try to wake it up and get it to chase me, I'm just seeing if there's like a structure, if it's close to the surface or something, or like if this cave snuck around to like bend around to be like a another entrance in the making so that the sure. run doesn't have to be as long. All right, so from what you can tell, uh, there is no other entrance to this cavern where you are right now, uh, other than the direction in whence you came. But as you came here, there were exactly three forks in the road. Uh, How close was the um, closest fork? How close was the closest fork? Yeah. Uh, it was about... Mm, they're fairly equidistant, about maybe 45-ish feet away from one another. Ah. Uh, how far do you, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna start by going to one of the f forks and throwing a rock and I don't know how far is a normal f throw. I don't know. I don't normally throw things. Uh, I want to try to get its attention the first time safely is basically what I'm trying to do here and see. Okay. If so I, you're going to back this... out to the previous fork so that you only have to run two forks and you're going to attempt to throw something down oh. the hole. Yeah. To... Okay, so then at this point, roll 2d6 to lure it. Also, I will say this before I roll this. Um, I have a couple rocks on me, and after I throw the first one, I start running to the next fork. 
And if I hear the beast chasing, I won't stop. But if I don't hear anything, I will stop and try again. All right. So okay, you get a 2d6 plus one. Since you have the element of surprise, it's asleep. A six. That is a complete failure. Uh, so as you throw your rock, uh, as you have many other rocks that you're holding on to, you're like, this plan is great. Uh, and you throw it towards the snow devil that seems to be sleeping, and it wakes up, and it sees you um, out towards the top near the first um, near, near the first fork. And it begins running towards you, and as you attempt to outrun it, you realize that you're kind of weighed down by the amount of rocks that you're holding, uh, and you're unable to get any fast. You're unable to get any real speed. Can't get any it fast. Able to How many rocks did he pick up? <laughs> Am I? According to that failure, quite a few. Uh, and it's able to ram you uh, from behind, and it sends you flying forward. Um, and you feel an intense burst of pain. As you scramble to get up, you're going to take a minus one going forward. And at this point, I would like you to roll another 2d6 to see what you do to escape this. <clears throat> uh... As it snarls at you. Whoops, I'm dumb. Um, I rolled 2d5. Uh, Which was a... Can I take the 2d5 roll, please? Oh, wait, no. Both of them would have been a failure. Both of them would have been a failure. Well, one would have been a mixed success. Oh, uh, yeah. No, minus one. I forgot the minus one. So, so you got a one. <laughs> uh, well, I tried to... Du so basically, because of the bump in the ass, I was hoping you would give me a head start, but I want to make. I'm trying to make it to the next hole. Of course, I've dropped all my rocks because it immediately found me and bumped me. I don't think I would have kept them all, but... No. I don't I'm, think I'm just flipping on them all instead, obviously. You actually went back to get them. No rock no rock left <laughs> if you, behind. If you fail, like, no, you'll want probably rocks. go back to pick them up. Uh, so, what are, you, what are you going to do now? What, what was the roll? It was, a, it was a... Well, okay, so the one where I rolled 2d5s was a 6. The one where I rolled 2d6 was a 1. You actually rolled a 1? I rolled a 1 because of the minus 1. How do you... I rolled a 2 minus 1, oh, okay. Oh, the I'm math like, isn't second, hard. Dude. I'm like, Jesus. wait a second, what the hell? All right, please. Okay. You have a minus 1 going forward. How did you roll a 1 when the minimum roll you can do is a 2? I forgot about the minus 1, honestly. Uh, but the, at this point, uh, uh, Corley, the creature continues to chase you, uh, gaining more and more ground as you attempt to scramble and pick up rocks along the way, and you stagger really towards the exit. You really should stop this rock plan, me. Next uh, time, when I try to make it to the final intersection, I might keep that in mind. And the creature again reaches to you, and it attempts to, uh, and it throws you to the ground. Uh, and right as it as it's about to attack you, you see uh, a spear uh, come out from the next fork, and the spear is able to uh, hit this beast's hand. And you notice the, the spear is familiar to you. It's of the elv it's the elvish man spear. And the creature rises up off of you and emits a howl of pain. And with this, uh, with the, uh, a large hurl forward, it it goes over you uh, and runs up further into the ca into the cavern where you hear uh, a loud scream and slam. At this point, what would you like to do? Well, 
I'm going to actually. Oh wait, why am I speaking in that voice? Seeing that it's backed to me, I'm going to mount it without its permission. Um, <laughs> and try to write it. Uh, try to get its attention and maybe write it out of this cave. Okay. Uh, so go ahead. We're gonna we're gonna remove the I, negative one minus. for right now. So let's do the two. <laughs> so the, it, it was the minus one too complicated for you. No, then. the minus one I'm taking. I off got because a it's four. Creative. I, I'm giving you a plus one. I that. got a four. Oh, plus two. I got a six. That's another failure. Oh my yeah, god. I... All right. So do I have advantage? Do I get a roll again? Uh, no. At at this point, uh, since you failed so many times in a row. Uh, you see the beast, and it's going to attempt to uh, to attack you once more. Uh, you, you attempt to jump on its back, and what it did is it grabbed you off of its back, and it threw you forward. It threw you towards the entrance of the cave. And as you do, you're going to be taking even more damage as you can no longer necessarily feel your legs. Uh, and this, this creature, it, it, it approaches you towards the mouth of the cave. And as you do through failing through success, uh, you're able to see that your your dragon friend uh, is able to successfully swoop down on top of it after you have taken incredible damage uh, and your legs are currently not working. Uh, yeah, uh, right right as he is about to pounce on you, uh, a circulated flume of fire singes him completely, turning the white fur black, and before it lies motionless on the ground barely falling onto you and river of the wind looks at you and he looks fairly concerned and he said says to you are you okay uh well let's just say that um <clears throat> i just it, it, today was not my lucky day there was a lot of rocks and i kept chipping on them and i uh i guess i've been just I've been out of it since I've been hanging with you, not getting my exercise. I should probably start going on a diet and maybe uh, running laps around your cave or something. I feel rather, although I don't know if I can anymore. I think I'm paralyzed. Uh, he, he looks <laughs> at you and he picks you up and puts you on his back. Uh, and he says, well, let us return uh, to a feast. And he grabs the snow devil and as you uh are about to fly away um you see a little bit further into the cave several uh several children this woman and an elder uh that were in the compound before are surrounding uh the man that chucked a spear at you uh he seems to be lying motionless on the ground and they seem to be crying uh they look at you and in pain they quickly look oh. away grab the body and begin to walk away uh back further into the cave uh, bef uh, tell him thanks. He didn't have to do that. Uh, I hope the removal of the snow beast makes up for it so you don't have to live with anyone else. Uh. Uh, my condolences. And as you, uh, take off, you see the villagers have disappeared. Uh, so as you feast for the night now, Breath Beaver, your, your legs bandaged and you, you now have a, uh, a crutch. Uh, where you can you can sort of walk around on that uh that that river of the wind has fashioned for you uh you're trying to enjoy uh the best meal that you've had in ages uh, and you spend the next day recovering 
uh, and enjoying uh, the spoils of war uh, and the warmth of your friend's lair. Uh, night falls again, coldly and quickly, and River of the Wind stokes the fire in preparation. And as you begin to sleep, you hear a crash of thunder, like a thousand trees being split at once, and then you remember what has happened. You remember it all. Dozens of men appear behind the collapsed gate to this lair, and you see the elder, the men who helped him, and you see a human woman uh, from the cave system. And the elder looks to her and says, Looks like your information was correct. Your exile is herefore ended. And at this point, River of the Wind rises and yells, What is the meaning of this? And the elder uh, from your town, Breathweaver, um, responds equally aggressively. The beast who ravaged our town objects to us ravaging his home. How rich. The elder looks... <clears throat> the elder looks at you and says, Sorry, this is... The elder the, uh, looks! The elder sees you! <laughs> and he, he looks towards you and he says, Delightful, the traitor has joined with this monster. Come to your village. Help us slay this beast and your exile will be ended, and you can see your wife again. Uh, and they raise their weapons and fan out, <clears throat> and you see a river of the wind begin to flare his nostrils. At this point, what are you going to do? I'm going to ask river of the wind... Uh, wait, am I... So, so what am I... Uh, so, were we out hunting again, or are we in the cave? And you're in the, storming you're, the cave? you're okay. in the cave, um, and it seems as if one of the people from the Snow Beast cave ratted on you to the elder. Okay. Uh, but, but they were just, why, what? Like, they, they, I asked them about it, and they didn't say anything. Okay. Um. Well, first I'm gonna ask, uh. River of the Wind is the, what is he talking about with the attack on our village? And I'm gonna get up for a second so I can turn the light on. It's getting dark in here. Okay. Uh, and he looks to you and he says, I, I do not know. I've attacked no village in recent time. Uh, and at this, the elder screams to you, Enough talk! This is the monster who killed my family! And he, and he chucks a large uh, vial filled with a colorful fluid at this dragon. And as it hits him, you smell an acidic burning as he lets out a howl of pain. Um, at this point, you see the villagers attempt to try and move in. And I want to know what you do at this point. You're, you're kind of in your crutches, uh, but you still can stand and maneuver. There's not, it, again, it's not looking great. So you can... You can say what you'd like to do and then roll 2d6 to see how well you do it. Uh, I don't know where I got these crutches from, but... <laughs> I told you. They were fashioned. From, from all your rocks. By, no, but... By River of the Wind. Oh, wow. He's a he's a excellent guy. Well, uh, I've been with this man, Dragon, for several days... Or how long has it been? I for, I wasn't keeping count. Three hours. <laughs> I, since my exile, he's been nothing but kind, and he does not seem like the man or dragon who would attack our town. Do you no, do all dragons look the same to you, Elder? Didn't he? S that might be racist. Didn't he say but enough talk, and then you just start talking? <laughs> yeah, he said enough talk. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, what do you expect me to do? I'm in crutches. 
I can't walk. I can barely fight. I'm not in a way to do anything here. All right, so you're going to attempt to... Talk them down? Well, not even the elder, but discourage the other townsfolk into thinking the elders just try it. Like, it's obvious, elder, that you're trying to just satisfy your own desires once again, even though, like... I don't know, I just... I'm going to roll to see if I can talk those people down. Okay, so roll 2d6. A 7! That's a mixed success, correct? Yes. All right. So with your with with your talks, you're able you you manage to stop a good number of the villagers during this assault. You see some of them sort of back down, begin to <clears throat> they, think they about the what's being said. They heard the word racist and they freaked out. Uh, like, I'm not racist. No. Uh, <laughs> you're able to calm down most of the villagers, but a maj- a good majority of them. Uh, are not are not listening to you. Uh, a good majority of them. You are calm not down, most of the villagers, but a good majority are not listening to you. <laughs> yeah, you got about fifty percent of them. Uh, and <clears throat> as they begin to advance on River of the Wind, uh, since you are being idly passed by, as you really are in crutches, uh, he begins to uh, bleed profusely, uh, and he is also beginning to fell some of the villagers that you have. Uh, that 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 did not listen to you. Uh, I'd like you to see if you can maintain uh, your diplomacy here at this point. After there there is active fighting going on, or if you choose to do anything else at this point. Do I remember how the elder became the elder of the village? Uh, he lived long enough. No, he lived long enough, and he became the elder. It's not a tribule uh, type of. Uh, well, I situation. mean, tribule was the oldest there, wasn't he? That's true. He's the oldest. <laughs> uh, well, is there like did the did the did the did the elder have anything to say? <laughs> to my, That's uh, all, folks. Comment earlier. His comment was enough talk, as he's not listening to you. Uh, to your you know, elder, I, I've tried to be patient with you. It's like, I understand your logic, but you're just being an ass at this point. I'm going to... Where is the Elder standing? Uh, he is towards the entrance of the cave. And what's outside the entrance of the cave? Uh, it's an opening where it leads down a mountain. <clears throat> you gonna push him? I, I'm, I'm honestly contemplating so it. So you're gonna waddle over um, on crutches... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna walk, walk over in crutches and then just push him off. Yeah, with no, my push crutch. Him. Like, take the no, Cru- crutch man versus Excuse old man. me. I'm win. homeless. I'm gay <laughs> and I have AIDS. Two D six. Oh, uh, it's like so. I'm, I'm. So the elders are standing yeah, on the yeah. edge of the. Just, just fuck it. I, I mean, he's standing just... near the entrance, uh, but he's not necessarily on the edge. I'm going to see what I he's got going a nine. Through. All right, uh, so that that's a mixed success, I believe, right? Let me check the... All right, uh, so you're able to Breathweaver... Well, Corley, at this point... I'm able to Breathweaver. <laughs> You've finally done it. You've been able to Breathweaver. The flashback is over. <laughs> the flashback is over. I, I power up and weave the breath. No. 
Uh, but you're able to get up towards the elder and you're able to push him. Uh, he does not necessarily fall out of the edge of this, <clears throat> I uh, say, this, of this cave, but you push him down. Sparta. Well, I was trying to not be that blatant about it, but I say to one of the villagers that was calmed down. Alright, so... Uh, I, I, can, can I just say I slap him and say to wake up instead of try to push him? I think that's more in character. Okay, that's fine. So you see that you walk up to the Elder and you you slap him. <laughs> uh, wake up, man! Uh, and you see... Smell the roses. Smell Stop the roses. Stop being an asshole. And you, you see... Alright. So, <laughs> you... You do this. The elder looks. What, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Okay. Uh, you look to the elder and you you perform this act, and he looks at you. He he looks incredibly sad, confused, and looks across the villagers that he sent to fight this dragon. Those of them who have lost the will to fight by you talking to them, as well as those those that have been felled for attacking the dragon. And he looks in horror and he yells to his uh, villagers retreat uh, what and a majority of them are going all you have to, to do is slap uh, him yeah so they weren't expecting this kind of up. resistance he real he realizes no hold up in doing so the elder realizes that he probably isn't going to win this fight how how what <laughs> half of the people are not okay so how? I'm sorry. You're I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let me let me no. Let me explain it. Let it me explain just, it. It, it may mean, not. I, I slapped hard. They were winning though. That the slap just. I'm sorry. Yep. It's fine. So, you slap him and you tell him to wake up. In this moment, the elder realizes that he has sent a majority of his village to fight a massive dragon, half of which, based off of you talking to them, have lost the will to fight. The other half are being slaughtered by a dragon. When you yell at him to wake up, he realizes that he may not win this day, and he asks them to retreat. Do you see how this makes sense? Or is this still not following? Yeah, you? yeah, I see it. I see it. All right. Sorry. Thank you. Just, I, I just, I was still this, focused on the slap We're like being, three hours in this session, and we've gone through like, th like, let's speed it up. Yeah, thank you. So... As the villagers begin to retreat from this cave, you walk back over to River of the Wind, and he says to you, You, my friend, I have never known such kindness and of such selflessness. selflessness. I used to think that all, that all humans thought of us as mere monsters, but I do not think such things anymore. Not all of you, at least. As he uh, barely manages to get some of these words out as this acid that the Elder has thrown on him uh, seems to be cutting deeper and deeper into his scales and skin. And he begins to collapse to the ground, and he looks at you, uh, possibly for the last time, and says, I am sorry. The weave is calling to me, tugging at me to return to it, but perhaps... It would be better suited if my power appeared in a lineage worthy of wielding it. A bloodline who can make this world better. I'll return, friend. 
powering the soul of your worthy kin. We will make this a world worth fighting for. And suddenly the scene changes back, and Breathweaver, as you stare down Karaba, your amulet begins to glow a burning blue. A blue so bright that it seems to blind the rest of the battlefield and the fire that at surges towards you. And it shatters, and you see the smirk on Karaba's face begin to change. And you feel yourself grow wider, taller, heavier, <clears throat> more I'm powerful, more cool, more noble, and you stand before Karaba now, eye to eye. A massive but in the sky. golden dragon, Breathweaver. Uh, so at this time, uh, Breathweaver, you have the stats of an ancient golden dragon what, what, uh, with the unique ability called Breathweaver. Uh, huh. Yep. I thought you just made my character fatter at first. You're like, you're getting no, wider. You're getting wider, bigger. <laughs> and uh, you just won't stop growing and the breath bounces off of you. You're just so fat. <laughs> All right. So, Breathweaver, so breath you are now a massive ancient golden dragon. Awesome! And as you <clears throat> open your mouth to say awesome, uh, a wave of instinct washes over you, and a river of flame emerges from your mouth, aiming towards Karaba's blast, who is in an attempt to counter it. Uh, and as your blast hits, I want you to make contested constitution checks. So we're gonna be, uh, you're going to be attempting second. to bellow back against Karaba. Like, so do I take the stats of that dragon, or do I use my own stats? Uh, you can take the stats of the ancient gold dragon. Can you put the ancient dragon... Oh, wait, I can put the ancient dragon. One moment. Yes. Ancient. You also retain your spellcasting list. Yep. Uh, click on this? How do I put that there? Um, oh, oh, I'm dumb. Um... One second, let me, uh, I wasn't ready for this. Character, um, save changes, character sheet, NPC, ancient gold dragon, drag that there, there we go, constitution, I'm definitely using the dragon's constitution, it's a plus one versus a plus nine, I wonder what's better. <laughs> Can only imagine. I rolled that at advantage. Um, let me... Should I re-roll that or take the lowest take roll? Take the first number. Or the first roll, I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, 21. All right. So you're able to successfully... Was this a check or a save, by the way? This is a constitution check. Okay. All right. So as you <clears throat> are able to roll a 21, you're actually beat my 20 which i'm kind of pissed about uh so as the flame uh, flames push and pull uh first it seems karaba is getting a, a a poor hand dealt to him as you attempt to uh, uh as you attempt to rebuff him uh and as you continue uh to <clears throat> push back with all of your strength awakening now your flame is getting hotter and more powerful as you begin to push back against Karaba, you see the rest of your drakes, Shroud of the Deadlands, the Mounts of Warlord Brentley, and a few other dragons settle by you uh, in the air who add their smaller streams to your massive blast. Uh, and I would like you now to roll a con check at advantage. A 23. 19. Okay. 23-19! And with a mass, with a burst of flame, Karaba is completely enveloped, and as the streams are sustained suddenly in front of you, Karaba is no more, and you see a scattered force of enemy dragons in the air uh, begin to retreat. And at this point, we're going to go to Aul and to Ander. All right. 
The cobblestone is freshly swept, and you see the kind face of the street sweep scanning the area. His broom gently swipes from side to side, kicking up dust that fills the air and suddenly disappears from view. At this point, Ander, you feel a distinct burning in your hand. The, infi the infinity sigil seems to be burning. Its light then dims, and a certain portion of the loop highlights brighter than the other, like a needle on a compass. As you begin to move around, you notice its direction changes based on where you stand. It seems to be pointing you to the outskirts of town. You are very near to your master. So at this point, it looks like Ander has a direction to go, and there is also a mission to fulfill to get rid of the runes. Would you two like to split up? Uh, oh, can we make a detour real quick? Tyler? Tyler? Did he disconnect? I uh, shouldn't have. He's still, under, he's still in Discord. He said BRB in the chat, uh, so um, he might uh, just be uh, taking okay. shit. Okay, so no, that's fine. That's fine. So, uh, Ander, Aul is going to go his separate ways while you, while you would want to likely go this way. Uh, kind of like a split up group. So we're going to handle your scene first. So, Ander, uh, as you run out of plaza uh, towards the outskirts of town, the only thing that you know exists there uh, is the circus. And as you follow the infinity sign markings, you are brought to the dilapidated carnival. The eerie concerto of the carnival echoes all around you. Kettle and kettle corn lines the floor outside of the three main tents. And the massive oaken door labeled the Hall of Mirror stands in the center of this carnival, its door slightly ajar. What would you like to do? I'm gonna go inside. Okay. So inside the massive circular room, laden with stone, remains largely unchanged. No windows allow light into this place. Yet there is an unnatural light that fills the room. And you see what seems to be a small lake in the middle, perfectly spherical, with an undisturbed surface like that of a mirror. And in the center of that lake stands Redna. And he says to you, So, Ander! It seems you've come for your final performance review. Huh. I guess I have. And he said, he says to you, Agma said you would come here, and I was to stop you. I'm afraid he has tasked me with conducting your exit interview. <laughs> and you see uh, Redna begin to disrobe his very ornate cloak underneath which lies a very skin-tight, very revealing, very neon green wetsuit. Uh, but don't worry, it's equipped with a dance belt. And for the short time you knew him, uh, you never notice uh, this under his scholarly robes, but Redna's jacked. Uh, and he holds up an incredibly long scroll, and he says, uh, Permission from Magma for Scrum Energy Release Form E56J. And he tosses the scroll to the sky, and it disappears in a flash of bright light as a sickening green energy begins to coalesce around his vis, uh, which vibrantly pulse in and, out of, uh, in and out of control like a jackhammer. And he uh, yells to you, Sprint one commencing! Uh, and at this point, I would want you to roll initiative. I, I also want to know, we are at two hours. Do we want to uh, continue this one out? or? I would say let Morgan have his fight and then wrap it up. Uh, because otherwise Morgan was pretty much here for no reason. <laughs> okay, that... 
I mean, well, so Tyler is also here, I guess. I don't know if he. Tyler, are you back? Yes, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you want to join Morgan or did you want to go on your own way? Was that an option? Yes. It was, but you weren't here to answer, so. Oh, what? We weren't sure. Yeah. Oh, shit. We just had Morgan go and then we said we'd resolve it, like, post. Uh. Well. I'll just go my own way then. I guess it seems like that fight already started. Okay. Understood. So, sprint one commencing. At this point, Ander, I would like you to roll initiative. (laughs) Uh, I have... Oh, great. I got five. Uh, So, Redna has rolled a 15. And it seems as if he's going to start first. So at this point, you see um, this weird green energy cover over Redna as he begins to speed up. And from the opposite end of the room, he closes the distance almost immediately and attempts to punch you with his green fists. As you can see that there is an energy that is looming over him. Uh, he rolls an attack and he rolls a 12. Are you, Does that hit you or no? Uh, it meets, so yes. Okay. Uh, so he's attacked you with this sickening green energy covering his fist, and he deals 10 damage to you as you feel pure scrum energy resonate throughout your bones. And then he's going to attempt to hit you again. And he rolls in that one. Uh, so he he completely... Yeah, that sounds like scrum. So he goes and... Yeah, that sounds that sounds like scrub. So he goes in to attack you, and as he does so, he trips. And while he's going in for the attack, the trip sends him a little bit off to the left, and he flies to the opposite end of the room in, in, with an incredible speed, and he kind of just, like, plants himself in the wall and then walks out of it. And at this point, that's going to be the end of turn one. Uh, and he says, uh, he says to you, Witness the true power of scrum! Uh, and it's going to be your turn. Alright. Uh, so I'm going to just roll on up to him and cast Paralyzing Touch. Okay. Uh, so as you cast Paralyzing Touch, what do, what sort of save do I have to make? Uh, you have to make a con saving throw. Okay. Uh, he rolled a 19. Is that a success? Dang it! He just beats it. Okay. However, he does still take, uh, actually, hold on, uh, we did that completely wrong. It's actually a melee spell attack, and then, after the melee spell attack, then he rolls a DC. Okay, so then roll the melee spell attack. We'll take his same roll, but go ahead and attempt to attack him. actually made a spell attack without casting a spell so give me a minute that would be a 19 uh hold on that's with advantage that's a 19 but instead of a plus 9 to hit it's actually a plus 12 to hit so it's a 22 Uh, okay yeah you you hit him (laughs) uh all right and then it on a hit it deals 3d6 
13, he takes 13 damage, and then he now needs to roll the DC okay. 18 check. So he rolls, he rolls that same 19. Uh, we're going to go with this the yep. previous success. Uh, yep. And, and so he, he's, what, he's what, did, what did you hit him with? Uh, I really just... Uh, I literally just smacked him with my hand. So as you, you bitch slapped Redda. And we all know, we all know slaps will just. He got slapped, he's done. He's gonna leave, go back to the village. Ah, <laughs> uh, but no. As you see uh, th- this slap uh, across his face, uh, he looks fairly unfazed by it. And now, uh, do you have anything else that you can do, Ander? Uh, give me a minute. Um, minute. Look at. I'm taking a look. Okay. Nope. Uh, so at this point now, it's going to go back into redness turn, and as you see, uh, him sort of seethe in anger from being bitch slapped. Uh, he says, "Sprint two, commencing." And as he does, the ground beneath him begins to sort of crack as the energy surrounding him becomes becomes more palpable and the green sickening energy that covered his fists now covers his body and you can see that it, it seems to be rebuffing any of the paralysis that you had on him previously even though he was able to uh, rebuff it himself and you see him jump into the air triple the distance what a normal person would be able to jump and he attempts to kick you with both feet uh, coming down on you, almost like a pencil dive. Uh, so okay. he's going to uh, make another attack at you. He rolls a 21. Does that hit? Okay. Uh, so at that this hits. point, you're going to end up taking six damage uh, from one of the kicks, and then he's going to attempt to twirl midair and smack you with another kick. Uh, before he does that, okay. I'm going to cast uh, a what do I have puke to on him. You need to roll okay. a dexterity saving throw. He rolled a 21. That 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 succeeds, but he instead takes he still takes only half. So, uh, half of 7 is 4. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he takes four damage from these weak flames that you spew at him, and he attempts to kick you once again uh, midair uh, with his scrumshot ability. And he rolls an 11. That doesn't hit, right? All right, so he whiffs that, and then nope. as he whiffs that, he just flies to the opposite end of the room as the, the force from his kick just propelled him to the opposite side. Uh, and it is now your turn, Ander. All right. Uh, in that case, I'm gonna cast okay. um, Blight on him. Do I have to make some sort of save, or is this another spell attack? You have to make a Constitution uh, saving throw. Okay. Uh, that's a fail. So you take. Hold on. You take 88, which, oh, I rolled a little low. 30 damage. Only 30. 30 necrotic yeah, so damage. Yeah, you rolled 30 necrotic damage as this blight uh, exits your, your necrotic hand and into his scrummy face. Uh, does anything else happen? Okay. Uh, so, uh, I assume that's nope. the end of your turn, and now it goes towards Redna, who is on the wall just, like, coughing, 
and he says to you, You, who yep. had the favor of Agma, chose to throw it all away. Tell me, Ander, were you ever, ever interested in knowledge in the first place, or were you just looking for immortality? Uh, and I'll allow you free action to speak. How about this? A little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Uh, so as as you as you say that, um, his face twists with rage and he yells at you, Sprint 3, commencing! And as he does that, you see Redna jump into the air again, but you don't just see one Redna, you see three Rednas, as it looks as if his afterimages are following him as he's going at an incredible pace, and before you can know it, he's in front of you again, and he's going to be attacking you with his fists. Oh, jeez. Alright, uh, and as he does, you see him wind up back for a moment, and all of the afterimages catch up with him, and he it hits you with a nat 20. Uh, Dang it. He deals, he deals 18 damage to you, and then goes back for another scrum shot. Uh, at this point, he rolls a 17. Does that hit? Yeah, that still is going to hit. All right, you take in another another 11 uh, bludgeoning damage as he smacks you with uh, the, the power of Scrum. And as you see him back away again to the opposite side of the room, uh, his afterimages catch up with him, and they're also going to be taking shots at you as well. Uh, they rolled a 12 and a 10. Um, uh, one hits, one misses. Okay, so you take... All right, so I have to half that. You take exactly two damage from that one uh, after image, and the other one uh, does not take any damage at all. You, it, it just phases through you. That after image wasn't powerful enough. Uh, it is now your turn. All righty. I'm going to start spamming Eldritch Blast. All right. Uh, go ahead. You, I think at your level you have either two or three Eldritch Blasts, correct? I get three blasts. Okay. I get three beams. All right. Roll out to him. All right. Oh. Oh, I just pinged it. I didn't actually cast it. What? Okay, I guess it doesn't just just doesn't cast. One moment. Let me go ahead and fix. No problems. Real quick. <laughs> the slap. God damn it. There we go. Uh, I'll take the first one, so it's 15. I'm actually just going to... All right. So the fir yeah, first one's a 15 to hit. Roll. One moment here. Okay, yep, you're able to hit him. Okay. And, oh. I actually didn't put anything there. Uh, so the first one deals 9 damage, plus my Charisma mod, because of Agonizing Blast. So he actually takes... 14 from the first okay. one. Nice, nice. And then the second one. Uh, let me just see. The second one is a 16. Okay, that hits. So this is... 
uh, uh, lowest amount of damage possible. Okay. Six. Uh, so as you buffeted him with two of these. Yep. And then did. I get one more. Uh, you see, uh, he begins to cough up a little blood. Last one. Yes. 19. <laughs> that is going to show up in the review. Uh, you're able to hit him. And that one deals right. 9 yeah. damage. So as you're able to hit him with all of these consecutive Eldritch Blasts, you see uh, he gets increasingly angrier. You see like his skin begins to turn almost red uh, with with just rage, as this green energy continues to, to fuel around him, his hair starts to stick up a little bit. Uh, and now we're going to move into his next turn. And he says, and he says to you, "Sprint for commencing." And as he does, this power, this green energy, begins to ooze out of res, out of Redna and his after images that now seem to cease to exist, as he's noticeable only as a strike of lightning. And as you see him strike different sides of the room. He says to you, The pure scrum energy within my body transforms into a propelling agile force, elevating my speed and power to a level beyond the limitations of a lesser mage's flesh. And you see a lightning bolt strike the opposite end of the room from you, Ander. And then moments later, you see Redna's face very close to yours as he pummels you with an attack at this point. Uh, we're going to roll that. Uh, and does a 15 hit. Alright, as it does, he's able to yes. hit you for uh, 12, 12 force damage now as he strikes you with the incredible power of Scrum, and he's actually going to knock you back 10 feet. Could this be a methodology to surpass Scrum? Alright. <laughs> and then, when you get pushed back those 10 feet, you look to that exact same location where you were, uh, Ander, and you see he's no longer there, and instead you feel a pressure on top of your head as he axe kicks you uh, from the sky. Uh, and he rolled a 23. Does that hit? Alright. Uh, and he deals to you yes. 5 damage as you as you are now on the on the ground uh, as, he's, as, he, as he's pushed you there. You see the uh, stone begins to crack. And at this point, that would be the end of his turn. Yes, All right, you can just so get up. I can just get up, right? Okay. So I, I get up and I'm gonna okay. start spamming uh, so Eldritch you can Blast see, again. Uh, <laughs> you're looking for your target of Redna and you can see that across different um across different sides of the room there are just different consecutive lightning strikes. You can assume that this is where he is, so I would like you to take aim at those. So go ahead and attempt to attack. Hmm. So seeing those lightnings. Okay. Uh, yes, you're able to hit that. 21. Alright, I had to do this because I didn't set it up correctly. Okay, good, good. Uh, so you 14 do 14 damage. damage him, and as you hit where you assume that he's going to be based off the patterns of the lightning strikes, you're actually able to hit Redna, and he slows down momentarily to the point where you can see him uh, clearer now. So the benefit he was having to his AC is no longer applied. So you can continue to buffet him with uh, Eldritch Blast. That hits. Alright, like 24. And that's 6 damage. Uh, so the, the 11 is misses. 11. And it, it, fly, it flies past him and then Redna is, is no longer able to be seen. Uh, at this point, is there anything else that you would like to do? 
Oh, no. Oh, come on. I accidentally pinged Chill Touch and right. rolled a nat 20. Uh, so, Dang it. Uh, Alright, so at this point now, yep. um, nope, there's nothing you're able I'm, I'm to gonna see do. Uh, the lightning strikes kind of stop, and you're not entirely sure where uh, Redna is, and then you look up towards the ceiling, and you see a final lightning strike, and then towards the center of the room, another, and he comes up to you with a rising knee up to your chin and attempt to attack you, and he says, RELEASE! As a large lightning bolt comes down from the ceiling to connect with his knee that's hitting your chin. Uh, and this is a different attack, and he, god damn it, fucking mi- He rolls a 10 as he uses release, and you're able to back away slightly as you see this <laughs> massive green lightning bolt strike in the exact location where his knee, uh, was going to intersect with your chin. Uh, and with that, you see Redna actually collapse to the ground as he begins to spit up more blood. Uh, you can assume at this point I'd like you to roll insight, uh, Ander. All right. Uh, you can tell that this scrum energy that he's channeling That's a 23. Um, is taking a massive toll on his body, as you as you can hear just by the the knee connecting with the lightning bolt. You could hear a massive crack, as you can see that his leg doesn't seem to be working anymore. It seems as if he's powering himself up artificially, uh, almost. He is currently on yeah. the ground, and he can't move. Is he? The rest is of he on the ground? The end of it. Okay. You're so lucky that missed. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> uh yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, okay, what's that? So, you want to know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something really simple. I'm going to walk up to him and say... I'm going to walk up to him, get get close to him and say, seems like there was... Oh, my God! Your, your All right, um... I'm going to break his neck. I, I just make an athletics check contested with him. I. All right, yeah. And thank you, exhaustion, uh, because this is gonna be really. A twelve, so. A four, um. You snap his neck. He only had, well, <laughs> six HP left, really. Um, so I'll rule that as a kill. Uh, and you're able to snap his neck. Uh, so, Ander, as you deliver the final blow, you see Redna fall to the ground lifeless as his neck is craned towards the left, and you see his body that was curled up, clutching his abdomen, you see his form begin to glitch at the unstable scrum energy uh, that begins to fire off within his body, strands of green electricity begin to arc off of him, and with his head creened sideways, his lifeless eyes stared at you, stares at you. Uh, blood flowing from every orifice as you can see the toll of scrum on his body and then you see from those lifeless eyes nothing but but hatred and the electricity burns through his skin and you see his body finally go limp and uh actually i'm gonna see if there's anything i can I want to see if there's anything that I can grab. I thought you said a token of hate, hate at first. Hate redness, no. <laughs> yeah, no that was like us. a token of hate. Um, something that would show you that he's no longer with <laughs> you. I mean, there. Just a. 
Just take his spine. You, you could, uh, so, you could take no, the uh, uh, large hunk of wood use. that he always had um, taped Honestly, to I'm his, his spine. You know, his backlog. <laughs> you could you could take his like he yeah why don't you go take his wood robe. just grab his wood <laughs> yes yeah you're gonna strip him yeah uh, no i'm, I'm just right, gonna so, take off i'm no, just he, gonna he take his robe and be so and walk out uh, of the now carnival. before you walk out of the carnival uh ander you're alone in the hall of mirror uh and you see this pool shines uh reflecting the light off of your hand uh, and you see the compass that is on your infinity symbol uh, seem to point at it directly. Mm. Uh, I'm going to walk over to the lake. Okay. Uh, and you see the surface of this pool, uh, and beyond it, you can see not necessarily your reflection, but a space, a large expansive space, an infinite maze almost, uh, before your very eyes. Uh, and you can see uh, inside of this inside of this hall of mirror uh, in the infinity sign that is on your hand. I'm gonna jump on into the lake. Um, you jump onto the lake and as you remember, you can actually walk along its surface so you kind of just like jump up and down mm -hmm. uh, and no n nothing emerges from it, it you. You may believe that it's actually a mirror. Hmm. Look up if it's a mirror. Oh god, not like the last one. <laughs> uh, I'm actually gonna try and see if I can break the mirror. Okay, how would you like to do that? Uh, I'm just gonna take my stuff and kind of try to uh, force it down onto the mirror to try and break it that way. Okay. So as you grip your staff in your hand, uh, you attempt to bring it down in a plunge, and as you do, the infinity symbol on your hand uh, surges with energy, and you see a black pulse uh, follow through through your staff as you smack the surface of the lake, and the pool shatters like glass. And moments later, you see a dark figure emerge from this uh, infinite maze. Like a living shadow, he exits the mirror's shattered surface and lands on its outskirts. And the shadows meld together to form a tall man in a suit as black as the shadows that melded it. Uh, and he stands there and takes a deep breath. And you see the area surrounding him begin to glitch and fade away briefly. And he turns to you, uh, and his face is that of a skeleton, and he speaks to you. And he says, thank you, Ander. For your service, you shall be rewarded. And he slowly reaches a bony hand to you. Uh, towards your chest, and he says, if I may. Gladly. Uh, he plunges his hand into your chest, and you feel a deep chill come over your body. Uh, you see him rip out a blue essence from, uh, from you, and your vision begins to fade. And as you feel as if you're going to fall asleep, you see the man place this essence into a jar and mutter hushed words. Moments later, you awake. Power brims from within you, and you see the man smile at you. Now, Ander, let us test your new abilities. This will be a way to defeat him. And as you look around, seemingly not understanding, you see an odd energy form over Redna's body, and it seems to look like a grease, uh, like oh, sorry, a green ooze of energy that's flowing out, almost like a lava lamp. It bubbles above him, and 
the man, the, the skeleton, before he says, Now, Ander, absorb his essence. <laughs> I'm just going to put a hand out to try and absorb his essence. Right. And as you extend your hand, the ooze travels into your hand and up your arm. And you've gained the skills Sprint 1 through 4, as well as Release, which I'll be pinging to you uh, after, which is what Redna was using. And he says to you, Now, Ander, much like you and I, my student, the one responsible for this, is a being like us. Given time, we will never truly die. If you were to defeat him on this day, he would simply reform. And since I suspect he has the gems of Mistra, it would happen relatively quickly. The only way to stop it, to defeat him, would be to absorb his essence, as you have just done. And now that my divination magic has been restored to me, you should find it possible to beat him without being controlled. And then he pauses for a moment, and he says, Whatever you choose to do, Ander, I hope that when you confront him, it is the right choice. And as he says this, you see him carve with his skeletal hand a large tear or gate into this reality. And he says, Ander, I must go. There is someone that I must see. Best of luck. And he passes beyond the barrier, and all traces of it disappear. And you are left alone in this room with the power of spring one through four and release. And at this point, we're gonna cut. Stop.